This is the most absurd, dumbest topic we've ever had in the history of this podcast. I love it. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to a very special Thanksgiving week edition of Unscripted Actual Numbers 126. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me is the private first class of pumpkin pie, <laughs> the field marshal of mashed potatoes, the general of green bean casseroles, the baron of Black Friday, Dr. <laughs> Kirby Hosman. Kirby, how the hell are you? I am doing fantastic. It, it, first of all, the thing that comes to my mind is I cannot believe we've done 126 of these. Uh, that's really cool. And, uh, you know, this week of Thanksgiving, I am I find myself being very grateful. So I'm, I'm, I'm in a good spot. You? Uh, absolutely. It's Thanksgiving week. I'm grateful for a lot of things. Certainly grateful for the ability to do this podcast with you every week. Yes. Uh, grateful for your friendship. But I'm also grateful for something else, Kirby. Would you like to know what that is? I would love to know what that is, Bill. Oh, Kirby, I'm so glad you want to know because I am grateful for the good goods over at Chameleon Like. You know, they've been a great sponsor of this podcast. They're great friends of this podcast. Right. And my favorite thing about them is they are very clear about their other supplier crushes. And I think that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. So they're, uh, do you know who their um, fellow supplier crushes are, Kirby? I don't. Tell me. ETS, Snugs, and Org Audio come to mind. And really <laughs> what they – and the reason for those crushes is they have the same – uh, perspective over chameleon like that they are imaginative they're fashion forward they're inspired in their original yeah um, and i know how much you and i both love their journals their notebooks their gift boxes and folders they know what they do you want a t-shirt go somewhere else you want a, a battery pack for your phone go somewhere else but you want inspired and innovative journals notebooks gift boxes and folders kirby where do they go you should definitely go to chameleon like and by the way I absolutely love that that they're talking about their crushes. That that's yeah. really cool. I love that. A lot. It it is. So go over to chameleonlike.com. Pierre and Alex, happy to help you out. They will be full of gratitude to help you out. Not only just this week of Thanksgiving, any week you go over there. So go over to chameleonlike.com. You won't be sorry you did. So Kirby this will drop on Black Friday. Are you ready to go ahead and broadcast at a platinum level this week? I am excited to try. As right. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. Is I'm always excited to give it a shot. Excellent. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start us off with, yes. with a topic. Good. And, and the reason I want to start is you uh, have been very uh, upfront about doing new content every day. Yes. Every day you put out new content. I think you're probably five or six months into it now. You've been very consistent. It's admirable. It's certainly a, a big chunk to, to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but when you dropped this week, and especially on Monday of this week, so that would have been the 19th, really struck me. And I wanted mm -hmm. you to kind of talk about that, about the Gratitude Journal. Yeah. Um, it's one of those really cool blogs, and you and I have talked about this. You write a blog, and sometimes you write a blog, and you think, man, this is going to get some fire and catch some attention <laughs> and it's met with a collective yawn right. and then you write a blog and you think wow this is a throwaway I hope nobody reads it and the next <laughs> thing everybody and everybody reads it and thinks it's awesome yeah. I want to know what your thought is behind the gratitude journal first of all explain what the gratitude journal is the people who didn't read your blog yep. and second of all talk about how that gratitude journal is is kind of sh shaping the way you approach 
uh, being grateful. Yeah. So the, it's sort of the law, first of all, thank you. Appreciate you saying that. Um, it, it is, uh, I've given up trying to figure out what is going to resonate. <laughs> yeah, <me laughs> like, too. I just, I trying to put it out there, which is actually one of the reasons I'm putting it out, out there every day. Cause I don't know what idea is a good idea. Right. Um, but what, one of the things I say is just to recap the blog is essentially my wife and I went to a kind of a married life live event. There was music. It was like a uh-huh. cool little date night. And the speaker talked about this kindness challenge okay. where the idea is, and you know, speaking with the idea of your spouse in mind, mm-hmm. is you do three things. Mm-hmm. That you, uh, number one, never say anything. For 30 days, you don't say anything negative to or about the person. So if, okay. you're, you're, if it's your wife, you don't say anything negative about them to your friends. You don't say anything negative to them. That's number one. Number two, you... Um, uh, you, I'm drawing a blank for a second, you do something nice for them every single day, okay? okay. So, and it might be a small act of kindness, right? Right. Um, and then the, uh, and there was a, th- a third thing was simply um, saying something kind about them. And that's where mm-hmm. this sort of challenge starts, right? Is mm-hmm. So th- you do those three all day or every day for 30 days. And 89% of people who um, do this say they have a stronger relationship. Very cool. Okay. But the, the thing that jumped out at me is there was one person who thought there is no way I can say something nice about my husband every wow. day, right? Wow, she was that's like, a bold, yeah. by the way, bold claim, also very honest one. Yeah, and she was like, you just don't know my husband. And so wow. this is where this came from, is that she was like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to have one every day, so I'm going to start a journal. And when he does something nice for me, I'm going to write it down. And if there's one extra, I can bank it <laughs> for oh, the shit. next day. <laughs> so so literally she comes back and she says, day one, I wrote down, he, he held the door for me at church mm-hmm. and he mowed the yard. So I, I thanked him for holding the door for me and I banked mowing the lawn, <laughs> so, which I thought was hilarious. And then, so then day two, she, she turned the page to the person and all of a sudden she had five. Mm-hmm. And on day three, she had 11. And the and she said it blew my mind all of the nice things that my husband was actually doing for me that I was mm-hmm. completely ignoring. Wow! And I think that's the power of this is that if you look for if you teach your brain mm-hmm. to look for things to be grateful for, right? It finds it. Subconscious right. mind all of a sudden decides that that's important, and it, it starts and all of a sudden good things in your life start to show up that were already there. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but you start to notice them, and the fact of the matter is, you can't be negative when you're being grateful, and so that's the concept. And it really does. I think that's one of the reasons when people say to me, "Hey, you're always a positive person." That's one of the things I really do every day is I try mm-hmm. to start my day by focusing on something that I'm grateful for, right. and so that's that's sort of the the impetus of the blog. Well, per- pretty cool, and I assume Amy enjoyed it as well. Yeah, it was it was really good, and you know, cool. a lot of those things, and you know what it is, it's like going to an industry event. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff they tell you, you know, mm-hmm. you know, but y- you may not be executing on them. It's the greatest distance in the world is the distance between I know and I do. Sure, and those events remind you of those things. Well, it was very cool the way you wrote it out and the way you explained it both here on the podcast and uh, on the blog was really cool. So I think it's a, a very interesting challenge that uh, maybe maybe we should all take up. Uh, yeah, just absolutely. That kindness thing. We live in a world where it seems much easier to be snarky and crappy yeah. um, than to actually uh, be kind. So good stuff there, Kirby. I have a feeling you've got a topic you'd like to bring up. I do. I do. I have the most absurd topic in the history of 126 episodes of Unscripted, and I'm so excited about it. I'm, I'm a little tense. I'm you a little should nervous. be. Let's go. Okay, so 
This is industry related, but totally not industry related. So what if there was an MMA fight that involved people in the, in, in the promotional products industry? So in other words, maybe there's a, a bracket of, of people who would uh, join the tournament and there is a, an MMA fight or call it a wrestling match, call it a whatever, who would win? Who okay. would be good at the tournament? Who would be who would be people that would be um, that would do well in an MMA kind of thing? If you want, I, I've I've got some names that I can get us started with because obviously I've had time to think about this and you haven't. Um, and I just thought it would be fun on a week where we know people are going to be listening to this on Black Friday and killing time. So a couple things okay. um, <laughs> as I process this. Yeah, and again, I can uh, go first if you want me to. Oh, you're going first. <laughs> okay. I just want let's let's lay out some ground rules. Here. Okay, cool. So are we talking? So so is it wrestling or is it an MMA match? Which is it? Is it is there fists involved or is this just wrestling in unitards? I want to know. Uh, MMA. Okay, good. Um, is this is it like an octagon? So we're talking a cage? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and it's are, are we going three rounds, one round? I mean, I, I need to know the rules. <laughs> One round. <laughs> One round. Yes. So, and how long is that round? Uh, three three minutes. minutes. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm ready. So, give me some people, and I'll. Um, are you giving me the combatants, and I'm going yes. to give you my opinions? No, just uh, so the, what, the, my thought about this is, I'm going to give you some combatants, and just hey, here are some people who I think would be good, and I'll give you some that 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 came to my mind immediately when I thought of this topic, and then my thought is maybe we'd explore it and decide who'd be good and who wouldn't. Okay, I've got. I'm, I'm going to. I'm writing a couple down. Yep. Um, but go ahead, fire away. All right. So the first person that popped into my mind was Brian Porter. Brian Porter, uh, who is with Starline. It, quite frankly, he's a big dude. He's a really mm-hmm. nice guy. So mm-hmm. I'm taking personalities out of this. All right. Um, and what got me thinking about it is a lot of the people who are friends with me in this industry, the Danny Rosens, the Mark Grams, the the Dave Schultz. You like. I'm like. There's a lot of. Uh, lovers not fighters in that group in my experience so so i had to veer away from many of them so are we going to take people and say you're matching a porter with somebody else because i think that's the only way this works do we need to have, <laughs> I, I i so i'm very intrigued by this idea clearly yeah I, I think we need some sort of bracket situation well the problem with it is is i think then we got to come in weight class and so what i let me, no, let me just throw absolutely in, not yeah but okay go ahead. let me throw in some names and yeah. then you you tell me so brian porter Yep. He comes to mind. Yep. Uh, then Joe Durham from, yep. I think he's in Atlanta. He's with Halo. He, he's kind yep. of a big, strong dude. I got to know him in a Ragnar race. I think he'd be really good. Uh, Sam Cabert. Mm-hmm. He's like captain workout guy. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be good. You know who pops it, popped into my head? As, uh, and this is why weight classes came mm-hmm. in. was Nate uh, Robson yep. uh, from Raining Rose. I mean, he was yep. training for like a ninja warrior. And... Uh, and then, you know, I think Dana Zezzo is a, mm-hmm. he would say he's a lover, not a fighter, but I see him being a little bit of a fire plug. Uh, yep. So th- those are just a couple quick names. And then, right. and then candidly, I can't forget, like Meg Erber. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she would kick everybody's ass. Well, that, she literally does. <laughs> so, yeah. so I didn't want to forget that. So, so those are the names that popped into my head, and I wanted your take. All right, so a couple people who, and, and, and this is the way I'm approaching this, and this is the dumbest topic <laughs> we've, this is the most absurd, dumbest topic we've ever had in the history of this podcast. I love it. But that's okay. Yes. So I'm just going to take people who I think would acquit themselves well in the octagon, okay? okay. So they would show up. Uh, I agree with Porter. Okay. Um, 
if Charlie's Johnson could put oh, aside his yes. his Zen for a few minutes. Yes. That dude could beat some ass. Yeah. Actually, it's um, so funny. Like, this is exactly why I wanted to have this conversation yeah. with you because I knew you'd come up with a couple other people. Um, I did have uh, Dana Zezzo because I, I think you can never uh, discount the wiry fire plug. Yes. Right? Love so it. I, I, I put Zezzo on there. John Norris. I think I John, Nor- yes. John Norris. Um, yeah, could, he would outthink it. Like, he'd he have would, a He'd outthink it. He, you know, his fighting name would be Blockchain or something like that. <laughs> He, he would he would do well, uh, Marshall Atkinson. Okay, big dude. Yeah, okay. Um, I think I think he would do well. He's got the reach. He he does have the reach. Um, gosh, I you know I think Greg Buzzola would actually do pretty so well. So it's so, so funny. A, he is he the final name on my list, and, and uh, I I said that Greg in my head Greg would win or he would pay for someone else to kick everybody else's ass. He, so he, he, would, he, would, he would do both, right? And so, so yeah, he was on my list too. Um, and I think another one who would do well for, for again, we take age and weight out of it, yeah. um, Terry McGuire. I mean, oh, for yeah, a dude Terry. who's, I think Terry's 52-ish. Okay. Dude is fit. Yeah, dude yeah. Is is very fit, um, and, and he would do well. I'm trying to think, is there anybody yeah. else? That yeah, Terry popped? was one that was on my list too, and I yeah, that's really good. Um, so I, and, and again, I did write down Meg Erber just because she does this stuff. Yeah, she exactly. Would completely kick everybody's ass. Well, and here's the thing: she probably knows all the people in the industry who would we aren't even thinking of. Right. Um, so what I would say is, you're right. This is the dumbest topic, but I have a uh, feeling we're going to get plenty I've of got, suggestions. I've got one more. Okay. Who who you're not thinking of, and and who would completely? I wouldn't say do, he might not dominate, but he would acquit himself well. Okay. Uh, is the one and only Ben Taylor. Mm. I think oh, yeah, yeah, well. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, being 100%. a uh, Marine, Marine yeah. I think he knows how to handle himself. And so I'm going to challenge both of us real quick. We, we This topic was completely dominated by men and Meg Erber. Yep. Let's each think right now, Yep. on the spot. Got it. Two women. Let's not discount the women who can hold the, their, their own. Right. In the octagon. So uh, I think uh, someone who would actually hold their own pretty well is Charity Gibson. Ooh, okay. Think, That's a good one. I think Charity would. And then I'm going to go Megan Zezzo. Okay. I'm go Megan Zezzo on that. All right. Um, all right. So uh, so, so does Meg oh, Herber count that for uh, mine? Or no, Meg Herber doesn't count because she she's an assumed. <laughs> so I, I'm going to go um, Charity, I think, would hold her, hold her own. I think Me- Megan Zezzo would. I think uh, Kelsey Cunningham would. Um, she's, I think she would She would kick some ass there. Okay. Um, All right, wait. Keep, uh, you're you're going to take away mine. No, like, I'm not. I'm stopping now. This is me stopping. Okay. So I go Catherine Graham. Nice. Catherine yeah, Graham. Yeah, she plays hockey. Yeah, yep. So that was that one. And then Amanda Delaney. Amanda okay. pops into my head as well Absolutely. as someone. And again, we're taking personalities out of this because, of course, all of the people that we're mentioning are too nice to, to hurt anybody. Of course. But if they needed to defend themselves, I think they'd do well. I, I think I think there's some. I think what we really need is a, a eight team or eight person or sixteen person bracket and actually make this happen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I I want to be in the tournament, but I'm going to get in shape by just running away from whoever I'm fighting. I'll just yep. run in a circle in the octagon. So. Uh, I'm just going to sit on the sidelines and just cheer everybody on. Because You're going to squeeze them with your calves. It's, oh, that is disturbing. <laughs> All right. I Kirby. think we can move on. <laughs> yeah, Kirby. Okay, so I, this is a time of year where food takes a kind of a center stage in a lot of family events, Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, New Year's, um, 
every other, you know, yeah, Diwali all and all the holidays, right? Um, so when I was thinking about food as promotional products, I think that is probably the most underutilized product category in our industry. Mm. And so I want to ask you, how do you use food? I mean, the obvious one is a thank you gift, right? right. Outside of a thank you gift, how do you use food either with your clients or how do your clients use food with their clients? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, so, and it, actually it's funny because I think one of the underutilized uh, areas in our company, I don't sell enough food based on the percentage that I should be selling. Um, and so we're making an effort, of course, to do like year-end gifts with food this year. Um, and, and we've got some great suppliers who make it easy. I The thing that pops into my head is I think birthdays um, – that I think I've seen some suppliers, whether it be Maple Ridge or um, I think Chocolate Inn and a couple of other uh, really good suppliers do birthday programs. I think yep. that's a super interesting way, not only mm -hmm. with clients, but in employees where it's unexpected and to food is totally appropriate, right? right? Um, and then the other one that just, again, off the top of my head pops in is in trade shows mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, you're going... Um, you're walking up and down, you're thirsty, mints certainly fall into the play, um, water, I'm going to throw that in. And then, uh -huh. you know, just the fact is some sort of cool sugary snack while you're on the trade show floor. I th actually think we don't always think of it. And mm -hmm. I think one of the reasons we don't think of it is you go, well, it doesn't have lasting power, but I think you combine it with another thing that gives you that. I think yeah. those are two places that pop into my head that we could do more of. Well, and, and and so of course, just like you had the very bizarre MMA topic, and had time to think about that, yeah. <laughs> I, I had time to think about this. And so I thought about way back when I started in the industry. One of our larger clients was IBM, and it was back when they owned the Lenovo brand of, of laptop computers, and it was before Lenovo was ThinkPad, right? The IBM right. ThinkPad, and they were launching a new ThinkPad. Okay. And uh, they were launching a new ThinkPad, and the Big thing over the previous year's model is that it was eight ounces lighter, which back in 2001 was a big deal, okay. huge deal. And we, the target audience were uh, technology writers, people who wrote for PC Magazine okay. and all those type of things. And how did we well, – they really wanted to convey the fact that this machine was faster and lighter because that's always what you know computers are aspired to be, especially back then, smaller, faster, lighter. Okay. And I was on a team, and we came up – Part of it was the packaging, and the packaging it looked it was the same the dimensions as the laptop. Okay. And you'd flip open the lid, so it looked like the screen, like you would open a laptop. And in the tray where the keyboard would be was a chocolate keyboard. Sweet. That weighed eight ounces, so they could pick up the keyboard and feel the difference of eight ounces. That's you know. really good. And 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 that's what I would love to see more. And I can't take credit for that. I was on the team that did it, but it was a total team effort from design to con to to delivery. It was complete team effort, and I'm proud to have been part of that because it's one of the most creative things I've ever been a part of. 
I'd love to see our industry do more things like that with food because you talk about conveying a message. Again, yeah. the message was it's eight ounces lighter. What does that mean? Yeah. I understand conceptually what eight ounces is, but to pick up something that physically weighs eight ounces and it looked like a keyboard, you opened up that package and the the, the inside lid was the keyboard was the uh, laptop screen and it had all the specs you know listed and looked like it was a computer you know, on a on a Word document or whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what I'd love to see people really think about in terms of food, how to really make an impact that way. I really think it's one of the most underutilized product categories in our industry we, we it's, it's the go-to for thank you gifts mm. but my goodness i think it can be so much more yeah i like it first of all yeah again i know you're saying don't take credit for it, but that's really cool um i love how tactile it is and kind of tying it to what you were doing and the idea that it it was um that it weighed eight ounces is was kind of genius yeah um but yeah i think what for me food is emotional too mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. um you know it's it, anytime you're tying your brand to something that is you know sort of warms the cockles of your heart mm-hmm. um i think that's a good thing and so yeah that's i, I agree well, i think that's a good idea and we talk all the time how important it is especially in what we do to make an emotional connection to your audience and uh, food and then you go a little deeper chocolate hard to be more emotional than that yes, more totally. of an emotional connection than that totally totally all right Kirby do you have one more topic for us before we go to a quality edition of fill in the blank absolutely so wh- one of the things that I, I saw a, a link on LinkedIn um, as I was surfing around the other day that um, their job titles have been changing. There's like this proliferation of more creative and different job titles. And the kind of the concept of the article is that it was a way for organizations to stand out because obviously more and more um, organizations are hiring right now. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're at an all-time high in, in the amount of jobs that are out there. Right. And so there's all these creative job titles that are like, you know, keyboard warrior and Mm -hmm. uh, research ninja and, Mm -hmm. you know, Things like that. Yep. So I guess my question to you is, what do you think about that? Is that a, a good trend? Is it silly? Is it is it bad? What's your take? I think it's good and silly. I think if you can come up with something that really speaks to who you are and what you do, and it's different than creative director or mm-hmm. sales associate or things like that, I think it's great. I think the overuse of the word ninja <laughs> and czar and those type of things, that gives me tired head. Yeah. So I don't, and I, you know, I get tired head, I get glaze eye, I get all the things that you don't want. Yeah. So I, I tend, just probably it's an age thing, um, but I tend to lean more toward the professional titles. Okay. Um, but I do like, you know, I, I'll give a, here, I'll give an example. So back again, uh, when I managed sales teams, I had people who worked, um, and worked very well in specific vertical markets. So they would work in healthcare, they would work in insurance, and so on and so forth. And they would have three or four different business cards. Right. And they'd have a set of business cards that was healthcare marketing specialist. Mm-hmm. And when they went to the healthcare industry, that's the one they used. Yep. And when they went to the insurance uh, industry, I'm now an insurance marketing specialist. <laughs> exactly. um, so so I, I, I know what you're talking about, and I kind of went a little off topic. I, I, I don't have a real issue with it. I, again, if you're trying hard to be cheeky, if you're spending hours coming up with, quote, unquote, the perfect job title, I, I think you're probably doing it wrong. If it's one of those things that pops into your head um, and, it, and it feels good, 
Yeah, why not? I mean, yeah. who, who cares? Yeah, no, I, I'm actually with you. I think it's fun. Um, yeah. you, you said it's both good and silly. I totally yeah. agree. Um, the idea of this is one of those where, yeah, of course, you can take it too far, just as you can with anything. Yeah. But to me, I was like, well, what's the harm in that? So yeah. that, that was kind of my take on the whole thing. I, I would, I, again, I'll tell you the one I do not want to see anymore is Ninja, okay? Um, you're not. Samurai? Yeah, no. <laughs> No. You don't see samurai very often. I would I would handle samurai a lot better than I do ninja. No, you're not a ninja. I'm an SEO ninja. What the hell does that even mean? <laughs> so are you dressed in all black and you're stealthy as you create SEO for people? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just the ninja thing is a little worn out on it's, me. It's overdone. Yeah. I, it's I overdone. But you know what's not overdone, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That'd be the good people at Vault Promotions who aren't absolutely, all they want to do is they have the sympathy for people who have to order and source badges. They know what a pain it is for the distributor. They know it's a key pain point and they want to, you know, they know it's something distributors run from. They know that they're your clients. Kirby, you know your clients are buying badges from someone. Why not you? For sure. What they've done at Vault is make it easy and profitable for you to sell them with their Badge Vault online release program. You, they, they, you buy the badges at a very cost-effective bulk price, and then they're released online one or two at a time as you need them. It's end-user-friendly. It's built from the ground up, and the distributor can sell that program. The client can do everything themselves. They will even build the website for you. It doesn't get any simpler than that. They are badge ninjas. <laughs> I was, man, you beat me to it. Too I bad. Love it. <laughs> love it. In fact, they are the samurais of badges, Kirby. I love so, it. I, and they know badges make you crazy. That's why they set up a specific website so you can learn more about them. It's called badgesmakemecrazy.com. Head over there, learn a little bit about that badge release program. Learn how badges not only can be easy for you to sell, but gosh darn it, profitable too. And who doesn't love that? No one doesn't love that. All right, Kirby. Are you ready to roll? Yes. I'm All ready right. to do fill in the blank. I have a theme for fill in the blank this week. It's As do Thanksgiving. I. I, I, it might even be the same theme. It is Thanksgiving traditions. That is my theme. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. My theme is just holidays. Okay. So, Kirby, your favorite thing about Thanksgiving Day is blank. Um, you know, I, I love the meal. And, again, you, you kind of tease me about this, but, you know, yep. turkey, mashed potatoes, noodles, I mean, that is literally my favorite meal on the planet. Right. Um, uh, just as a kind of an add-on um, I love Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday right. um, because I get the opportunity to get together with everybody, have the sure. socialization, but there's no gifts and nobody. Fe- I don't want them to buy me gifts. I don't have to buy for anybody else. Right. So I, I, it's kind of a, a one in one a the food is awesome, but I just love getting together without really any um, obligation. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. one of the things I love about Thanksgiving. Nice. Okay. So your idea of good fitness during the holidays means being consistent with it. Um, it's very difficult. You know, there's a lot of good food around. There's a lot of, of, of imbibing, which is generally not low calorie. <laughs> so I think if you can make time for it and make it a priority at least a couple times a week, that is considered good fitness, in my opinion, over the holidays. Love it. That's fair. All right. Kirby, someone would have to pay you blank amount of money to go shopping on Black Friday. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, it it would have to be ten grand. 
Like, okay. um, I, I'm not like that expensive, but I have no desire, zero yeah. oh, I desire know. to go out on Black Friday. And I guess the other, the caveat to this is, am I going Black Friday sh- shopping in Coshocton? Because that's a little bit less ab- no, annoying. <laughs> let, let's assume you're going from mall to mall. You're yeah. going to Best Buy. You're running to, you know, yeah. big I, box stores. Yeah, and it would malls. be 10,000 plus. I, I okay. just have no desire. None. Fair enough. Your worst habit during the holiday season is? Probably not pausing enough mm. to realize why the season is meaningful uh, from a family perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Train, uh, train kept it rolling. I love the train. <laughs> no, I don't know how that train knows we were doing a podcast, but it's pretty consistent. Yep, uh, anyway, sorry, you know I have to call that out. No, for sure. Um, so I, I would say that just not pausing enough, you know, it's the hustle, it's the bustle. I think being able to buy things online has made that a lot easier in terms of really enjoying the season and not going to fight the traffic at the mall and uh, not running around here, there, and everywhere. But, uh, wow. <laughs> you wonder why I mute it. <laughs> I, I do. We actually had this conversation the other day about, hey, don't mute it when the train comes through. It's, I think it's distracting. I actually am wrong. I think the train's more distracting. <laughs> so I, I, I retract. Okay, got But he's, he's on his way out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, I think just I don't – I still don't think I pause enough to, and, and you know, look around, be appreciative of my family, be appreciative of the things I have, and reflect on, on the year. So I need to do a better job of that. Cool. All right, Kirby. This is two. There's two fill-in-the-blanks here. Okay. Blank is the time of day you will take your nap on Thanksgiving, and blank is the duration of that nap. Oh, that's a good one. So I would say uh, 2.30. Okay. 2.30 p.m. is a perfect nap time from my perspective. You've mm-hmm. had the chance for the turkey and the tryptophan. Uh, yep. Half hour, 45 minutes. Nice. Um, I, again, I just a, kind of a quick little nap so that I can get back into watching football and, and right. chatting with folks. So, yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. You nap at the end of the Lions game because that's always a horrible game. <laughs> and you wake up before the Cowboys game, which is generally a little more entertaining. Whatever, No matter who's playing the Cowboys, it's, yeah. it's generally a more entertaining game. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. The thing that frustrates you the most about the holiday season is? The constant pull of society to make you want to spend money that you don't Mm. have to. Yeah. Um, I guess the monetization of it, the the capitalization of it, if you want to put it that way. It's, um, I think you can do meaningful things without you know, buying stuff. Like one of the favorite things, and you know I do this every year, is I make aged eggnog. Yep. Um, I make it in late September. It ages for a good two and a half, three months. It mellows out and it's delicious. And I, we give that to our friends in the neighborhood. Nice. And it's that, that it, you know, it's created with certainly bourbon and rum and cognac and all sorts of yummy goodness, but it's also made with love. And I think we too often just try to buy something and, and check it off a list and move on. Um, and so I love doing things where, hey, yeah, I made this and yeah. I appreciate you. And, you know, so I think I think that's my answer to your question. Love it. Love it. All right. Kirby, your preferred use for Thanksgiving leftovers is blank. Oh, I mean, it's funny. Most of the people in my house don't like 
uh, leftovers. Uh, the girls don't. I, I'm all about. If there's mashed potatoes, noodles, and turkey leftover, I am in. So I'll eat that for the next three days. Um, What's your, what, do you, what do you like to do with it? Just eat it just like you did just, on Thanksgiving Day? Yeah, absolutely. I just warm that thing up just like it's a new plate. For me, it's Thanksgiving all over again. So okay. Easy, it's, the, easy. It's, it's the uh, holiday that keeps on reappearing. Yeah, exactly. Apparently. All right. Final question for you. Yeah. So the, I've had more of a negative turn. This will be a little more positive. The thing you love most about the holiday season is? Uh, just that, that time of year. I mean, there's something, uh, you know, that, that period between Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's bright. Even if it's cold outside and it gets dark early, people have lights outside on their house. It's festive and there's trees. And, you know, we're very fortunate, just like you, living in a, a smaller town mm-hmm. in Franklin. And we have a, a wonderful little main street that has all these little uh, festivals and they decorate it. And it's just, it's a time of year where people seem to be at their best. Mm, yeah, um, I like that. So I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. Cool. All right, man. All right. So, Kirby, now we are at rapid fire. Okay. And a very simple concept. I, I need to go over this with you again. I'm going to give you one choice or the other, and you just pick one. There's okay. no other answer. Okay. The theme this week is, are you a fan of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? <laughs> uh, not particularly, but okay. I'll do my best. So you're familiar with it. One, yep. of the, one of the aspects of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is the balloons. Yes. The balloons are, I've always loved that. When we lived in New York City, the best thing to do was to go to a uh, Central Park West, and you could see the night before Thanksgiving, and you could see them blow up the balloons. It's a lot of fun. Okay, So cool. I'm going to give you the choices of the balloons that are going to appear in this year's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So you tell me which one you prefer, one or the other, okay? Okay, got it. Excellent. Are you ready? Yes. Elf on a Shelf or Grinch? Grinch. Wow. It's kind of dark, Kirby. <laughs> Charlie Brown or Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Uh, Charlie Brown. Sonny the Snow Pal or the Pillsbury Doughboy? Pillsbury Doughboy. Little Cloud or Toothless? <laughs> no idea. That's from, how to, that's from How to Train Your Dragon. Okay, got it. Toothless. The Aflac Duck or SpongeBob SquarePants? Oh, Aflac, for sure. Uh, the Red Mighty Morphin Power Ranger or the Nutcracker? Power Ranger. Uh, the Paw Patrol Chase or Pikachu from Pokemon? <laughs> Pikachu. Uh, Ronald McDonald or Olaf from Frozen? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, Olaf. Trolls or Goku, the legendary hero of Dragon Ball? Trolls. American Spheres or Red Believe Stars? Uh, The second one, whatever Red Believe Stars or Red Stars that say Believe on them, okay? Got it. Love it. Uh, Blue (laughs) blue Macy's Stars or Yellow Macy's Stars? Blue. Kirby, once again, you screwed it up. The the right answer for that last one are the, no, the Red and Gold Macy's (laughs) Starflakes. I don't understand how you screwed that up again. We go over this every week, and honestly, it's very disappointing. But even so, Kirby, I'm thankful for you. But most of all, right now, I'm thankful for our title sponsor of this program, and that would be the Good People Community and Like. Again, we go over it. They are laser-focused on those journals, notebooks, gift boxes, and folders. They know what they do, and they love what they do, and they want to provide that value to you and your end-user client. So head over there to chameleonlike.com. Pierre and Alex are going to take good care of you. And uh, most of all, Kirby, in all seriousness, I'm very thankful for you and the ability to have done this 126 times, and I'm already looking forward to number 127. Love it, man.
Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.